What is going on, my peeps? Happy Friday, or whatever day it is where you are listening, and however you're listening to me, whatever platform, leave a comment, drop a review. I'd love to know who's listening out there. We have over 65 subscribers right now, which, no, that's not Joe Rogan. That's not my point. My point is... I just wanted to go out and get things off my mind and make the world a better place one small step at a time. So it's the Friday breakdown. Still don't have any catchy name for the Friday feature, the Friday fun fact, Friday, whatever. Holler at me if you have an idea. This week on Marching Order Monday, the marching orders were to go out and just pick up one piece of trash each day. Now, my man, Monty Peterson from LinkedIn says that he does this all the time. He's been waiting for people to come on board. Well, consider me full on board in the co-captain seat with you, Monty. You can drive the ship. I'm fine riding shotgun, being goose to your maverick on this one. When I walked Rallo, my three-month-old tear of a mini Aussie, is a great pup, great at fetching, terrible at potty training. We went out and I just looked through a different lens and saw how much trash there truly is out there in the world. And I picked up way more than one per day. And it really made me realize probably 90 to 95% of the pollution that happens comes from 5 to 10% of people. So the other 90% of us are left to pick up that trash. Now, they're not going to change. There's nothing we can do about them. But there is everything that we can do about us. So I started thinking, I, I thought, what if everybody on the planet picked up one piece of trash? Or on the flip side, what if everybody threw away a plastic bottle each day? Well, there's something like 8 billion people in the world, right? The moon is 1.2 billion feet away. A bottle's a half a foot. So we could basically go to the moon and back twice by just having a bottle lined up and stacked upon each other. To the moon and back if everybody just threw one out one day. On the flip side, we could remove that trash from the world. So when you start to scale those things, that's what makes a difference. Just pick up one piece of trash, then it becomes two, then it becomes three. The city of Cedar Rapids where I live has an initiative where you can pick up a free garbage bag and go out each week and just collect a garbage bag full of trash. It's a lot easier than you'd think and a lot easier than I hoped it would be. There's trash everywhere. And we live in Iowa where we have recycling. If you go down to Missouri or Arkansas or someplace that doesn't have recycling on soda cans and pop bottles or soda bottles, beer cans mainly, which don't even get me started on the stats on Bush Light. That's mind-blowing. But if you go around those places, you will see beer cans and pop cans everywhere littered. So if we ever have a bill to overturn the pop bottle can act, whatever it is in Iowa, it's complete bullshit and we should never do that. So keep doing that. I hope that that is something that sticks for you. Now, we're going to just change it up really quickly here to the One Minute Wednesday theme of the week. And that was, don't be cut from one cloth. Weave a tapestry in life. And when you're cut from one cloth, if you just listen to Fox News or CNN 
or any place else and you only get your news or information from one source, you are cut from one cloth. If you only subscribe to one theory, right, maybe your parents, maybe a professor, maybe your wife and her family, you're only getting one perspective in life. And I've really, you know, taken pride in the tapestry that has been woven that is my life. Now, at the time, it didn't seem like threads that I was picking up, right? But if we pick up little threads along the way, you can weave this beautiful tapestry that is your life. And I always say, I'm not really original. I'm just 1,000 different people combined, and that's how it's molded my thoughts. So, you know, going back to working at 7-Eleven as a teenager in Dallas, Texas, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life when I was 18, 19 years old. So I had an opportunity to move with a friend down to 7-Eleven, well, not to 7-Eleven, but down to Dallas, Texas, where he lived, and I loved Slurpees. Yes, through the mind of an 18-year-old, that was my logic for getting a job. I love Slurpees. So I moved down to Dallas, Texas for a summer, have a great time, wonderful time in my life. I had a lot of, you know, we didn't really talk about mental health, but I had a lot of mental baggage going on, right? I had gotten into just some crappy stuff, wasn't really thinking too positive. Moved down to Dallas, Texas, and I work at a 7-Eleven, and I'm surrounded by immigrants from Africa, and I loved it. There was Valerie from Cameroon, and she was just a wonderful person. There was Adi Kun from Nigeria. There was James from Uganda. There was all these people that I was so surrounded by who just reinvigorated my love for America. They had been handed their ticket to the lotto, and I didn't have that perspective. Right, Growing up in Marion, Iowa, I had the black kid at my school. I had the Hispanic kid at my school, which everybody thought was Mexican, but no, there's plenty of other Hispanic countries and Spanish-speaking countries in the world, but I had such a narrow perspective. Going down to Dallas, Texas was one of the best experiences of my life, and I worked at a 7-Eleven. I picked up a lot of my threads there because it changed my perspective, and guess what? I was open to hearing those perspectives. I think about my parents. That really gave me a love and appreciation for educators, for people educating. And that's my passion for education comes from them. Among my generosity, good looks, charm, everything else that I get from them. I think about my brother and how bullheaded and stupid we were to each other as kids. And now he's one of my best friends, right? Because even though we're very different, we have the same set of ethics and morals and kind of that moral compass and that moral uh, moral base ground, if you will. We're way more alike than we are different, but we are different. Don't get me wrong. Picked up a lot of threads from him and his drive, right? He always wanted to be the best at everything. He wanted to be the best golfer. He was in the top three in the state of Iowa. He wanted to be the best political science international relations professor in his field. And guess what? He's there. He's a very intelligent person, goes around the world, and God damn it, are we proud of him. The places he goes, right? It's kind of like Uncle Matt from the Fraggles. You don't know where Bunker Brent's going to be next. That's what my kids call my brother. Think about my grandma and grandpa. My grandpa instilled a love of fishing, a love of golf, right? My favorite golf course in the world is Meadowview Country Club, and I'd give anything to play nine holes with him. 
you see it every time that the Steels golf, right? My grandpa Akers is the one who taught us all golf. He taught my dad golf. And when you ask grandpa Akers, Hey, how, how'd you play? Oh, about an hour, right? He didn't judge his rounds and what he shot. He judges rounds and how fast he could play. So when I'm with a slow player, oh my God, shoot me, right? The Steels could play a round of 18 in about two hours with a cart because we don't mess around. We're more interested in bullshitting than hitting. And guess what? We're actually really freaking good at golf, but we're more interested in how fast we play. My grandma instilled the love of home cooking. I finally perfected her gravy. I, I missed the days when I would call her 20 years old, cooking up roast beef and fried cabbage. And I'd ask her, well, how do you, how do you make fried cabbage? Well, a little bit of this and a little bit of that, right? And the only way that you can get down a grandma's cooking is by watching and just absorbing that entire process that goes into cooking. I think about my friends, right? The loyalty growing up together. That was a bond that you don't fully appreciate growing up, that we were so loyal to each other and we still talk to this day. I miss those guys. I miss those guys every single day. We have a chat going. And I think about my beautiful wife, Lisa Marie, and how she is so opposite of me in a very good way. She's patient. She's kind. Right, She is just into the normal things in life. She loves being a mother. She loves big news. We're going to be grandparents. I'm going to have a granddaughter in August, and it's the greatest gift ever. She instilled in me how fun it is to be a parent, that it's okay to enjoy the simple things. Yeah, I can reach for the stars, but everything I need is right here at home. And I love you for it, babe. I love you, Lisa Marie. Those are things that are all threads in my tapestry, right? Thinking about professionally, there's so many things that I've picked up. You're as valuable as you are visible. That comes from my good friend, Kelly Gibson. Everything works some of the time, but nothing works all the time. That's from Wackle. There's so many things that I've picked up, like storytelling from Stephen Shepard. And I reached out to Stephen Shepard, the curiosity project that he has it's an amazing podcast. I listened to him speak twice at Great America, once about storytelling, and I was just enthralled because he talked about 10,000 years ago, all mankind had for entertainment was sitting around a campfire telling stories. So it's primal. It's, it's ingrained in our DNA. And he has the most amazing people on his podcast to tell stories about their life. He, he says he's really interested in non-linear career paths. <laughs> Think about that non-linear career path. It's a beautiful thing. I think about the leaders that I've had, Jerry Lee Lewis at Great America, and how he taught me the spirit of service, how he taught me so many ways to phrase things. Jacqueline Manning, very good friend of mine now, right? She was my leader just a few short years ago. And everything that she has taught me, she allowed me to be myself. I was at a point in my career where I didn't have the confidence that I once had. I had lost that. She instilled that. She brought that back. She brought that back for me. That's what good leaders do. They help you become you, the you that you want to be, the you that you're proud of, the you that you can take home to your family and say, I did damn good work today. She brought that back for me. And my sons, <laughs> they taught me unconditional love. Now, 
I'd always received unconditional love from my parents. But as a kid, you don't appreciate it. You're just a kid. You just want to go to the pool, hang out with your friends, play baseball, play Nintendo. You don't really understand unconditional love until you get older and you become a parent. And now I know what it means to hold a child in your arms and fall in love and say, I will be there for you. There was a quote, I don't know who it's attributed to, but it said something along the lines of, parents owe children everything, and in return, children owe parents nothing. Because the parents made the decision to bring them into the world. Children have no obligation to their parents whatsoever. Now, I've been blessed with two beautiful children, a daughter-in-law, Marissa, who just brings out the best in my son and the best in our family. And I am truly, truly blessed to have the tapestry that I have. I think about the friends that I hang out with, right? JJ and Ro. Because when, when you get married, there's this dynamic of friends where you've got to have friends that your wife likes hanging out with the wife. And if that doesn't happen, well, you're screwed. And there's so many friends like JJ and Ro, Dustin and Megan, Jen Renee Greenlee. I can go on that you truly love and appreciate both sides of that marriage and your wife enjoys that. Those are things that I think about and how much I'm blessed to have the tapestry that I've woven together that hopefully, if I'm lucky, is only half woven. So go out there, pick up threads, get different perspectives, talk to people with different perspectives than you. Maybe, just maybe, you'll pick up a thread or two that you can use. Let me know your thoughts. I'd love to hear your tapestry. Put it in the comments. Send me an email, show notes, whatever. I don't know all of what I'm doing on this podcast, but I do know this. I love doing it, and I love you for your support. Give me a rate wherever you listen, on Apple, on Spotify, whatever. I love you, peeps. Happy Fun Fact, Freaky Ass Friday, whatever the hell I'm calling it. And until next week, be a good human being. Love you, peeps. Peace.